Acts 17 and verse 24. Now this is Paul. He was actually speaking to um, several uh, men in Athens. And really of that day, that was where the philosophers, the teachers, the most brilliant people of that day lived in Athens. And he was talking to them. And Paul was a very educated man, but he wasn't just educated. He had the Spirit of God moving in his life. And so Paul is in this setting where there's all sorts of worldly professors, teachers, philosophers, the smartest people of that day, and he's trying to tell them about the real, true, living God. And so in Acts 17 and verse 24, this is part of what he said to them. He said, God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is the Lord of heaven and the Lord of earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything since he gives life to all and breath to all things. And he has made from the one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth. Notice that. You know, we're all one people. Let me just, let me just do a side note right here, since the United States is trying to act a little uh, crazy right now. We're all one people. And it's not about color anyways. We're all made from the same blood. We're, we come from the same place. We all come from God. We might have different skin tone. We might talk different, but we're all from the same place. We're all from God. And it shouldn't be a big deal what somebody's color is or the way they look or the way they talk or the way they act or if they speak a different language because we all come from the same place and we're all important to God. All right. So if you keep your heart right and you think like that, then you'll have no problem right now. Um, and it says, notice, we, were all, we all came from the one blood, every nation, from men, to dwell on the face of the earth. And he has, God has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. Now, that's going to be an important part today. Notice, God had pre-appointed their times, or when we would live, and the boundaries of their dwellings. So that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might find him. Though he is not far from each one of us. Verse 28, for in him we live and move and have our being. Notice that, for in him we live and move and have our being. Now today, if you're taking notes today, the title of my message is Made for More. Made for More. Now I know we've been talking about faith on Sunday mornings, but we're going to kind of take a different uh, path this morning than faith. We're going to be talking about purpose. We want to talk about purpose this morning, and I feel like this is a timely message for every person on the planet, but especially the church, and so we're going to be talking about purpose. We're going to be talking about the importance of having purpose and understanding that you're here for a purpose. Nobody is here by accident. Not one person made it to planet Earth on accident. Now, your parents could say you were an accident, but you're not. God knew you would be here, and God planned that you would be here. No person is an accident. Because God knew, and it says that he pre-appointed the times that you would live in right now in 2016. And God even knew where you would live in 2016, and he put you right here for a reason. And he knew ahead of time, even if your parents, or your grandparents, your aunt and uncle, anybody in your life, they could say, well, you're an accident, and you weren't meant to be here. You're here. So that means God meant for you to be here, and you're here on purpose. And you need to understand that. There's so many people that are frustrated because they think that they're an accident when they're not. They're here for a purpose and for a reason. God didn't have you breathing oxygen this morning on accident. You're not, you're not alive on this planet on accident. Your heart is not beating this morning on accident. You're here on purpose for a purpose. And the purpose is bigger than you. It's bigger than your 9 to 5 job. It's bigger than your family. It's bigger than your hobbies you like to do. It's bigger than going to the lake. It's bigger than going to the club. It's bigger than going to restaurants. It's bigger than going to the park. It's bigger than you just living your life for yourself. There's a greater purpose. And so we're going to talk about purpose this morning. Now, uh, some of you have read this book. Uh, by Pastor Rick Warren, called The Purpose Driven Life. Now, you need to understand this. The purpose-driven life was the most uh, 
sold book other than the Bible, nonfiction, that was ever made. The Bible's, of course, number one all-time bestseller, number one. But number two on the all-time nonfiction bestseller list is The Purpose Driven Life. Now, there's a reason why that book is so popular, and it wasn't just because Rick Warren. I love Rick Warren. I think he's a very honorable man, great pastor, knows a lot of stuff about God. But it's not just about Rick Warren. It was the title of the book because people on the planet want to know what is the purpose of their life. So they wanted to buy the book, Purpose Driven Life. Now, if you know anything about that book, people that were not Christians bought that book just because of the title. And it became a bestseller. Like I said, the second all-time greatest bestseller nonfiction category other than the Bible was the purpose-driven life. Why? Because it's telling us that every person on this planet is searching for purpose beyond themselves. Is realizing there's much more in life than what they're living for. There's much more than just going to a job, just having a family, just paying the bills, just living the American dream. There's much more to life than that. There's a greater purpose. And so that's why that book sold out so amazingly. Second bestseller of all time. Because people want to know, what is the purpose for my life? What is the purpose for my life? Now, there's three questions that everybody on the planet asks, and this is what they are. First of all is, where do I come from? Second is, then why am I here? And lastly is, where am I going? Where do I come from? Why am I here? And where am I going? People want to know, how did I get here? What was happening before I came to this planet? How did I end up where I ended up? The second most important question is, then why am I here? Because you're here. You made it. If you're in this room, you made it to planet Earth. Congratulations, you're here. Then why are you here? You're here on purpose. And the last one is, then where am I going after this? People want to know those questions. If you look it up on the internet, those are some of the most asked questions in Google search. Some of the most asked questions on Yahoo search is, how did I get here? Why am I here? And where am I going? Because people want to know the answers to these questions. Now, the problem with that is we live in a culture that tells you their own worldview. And their worldview doesn't have God in it. So we wonder why the world is in the shape that it's in. Now you guys listen this morning. We wonder why we have the fights that we have in our country. We wonder why that there's people killing each other all the time. Not just in this country, around the world. We wonder why there's people that commit horrific crimes and there's sex trafficking. And there's more slaves today in our world than there ever was. Now, why is that happening? Because we live in a fallen world. We live in a sinful world. But I'm going to tell you why it is also. Because if you have the wrong answers to these questions, you'll live a life without purpose. And it says in the book of Proverbs, where there's no purpose or no vision, people cast off restraint. If you have no purpose for your life, the big thing in your life is, what's the point? Why should I even try? Why should I even obey the rules? Why should I do what I'm told? I don't care about killing somebody because I have no purpose anyways. So we need to answer these questions. And it's amazing because our schools teach us this. The media teaches us this. And then they wonder why we have the issues we have. And this is what they say. They wouldn't say it this honestly, but this is what they're saying. Where did I come from? Well, you came from nowhere. Because they say you evolved, and somehow you got here. It was all a big accident anyway. So you came from nothing. And the world is telling you, after this life, there is nothing. So guess what the answer to the middle question is? You're here for nothing. And then we wonder why people act the way they do. Because if you tell people their whole life, you are from nothing and you're going to nothing, then this life is nothing. This life is pointless. 
You're just alive to be alive and take up space, and eventually you're going nowhere, and you came from nowhere, so this life is nothing. And we wonder why people live the way they live, because they have no purpose, because they got the wrong worldview. And notice that's been taught by schools, by parents, by our culture, by the media. But notice if you have the right worldview, which is God's worldview, the answers are different. If the answers are, where did I come from? You came from God. Where am I going? I'm going to be with God someday. Then what is my life for? For God. That's my purpose. And notice when you have a purpose, life is completely different. It's completely different. And that's what God does. He gives us a purpose because the answer to the question is God. We all came from God. We're going to God. So this life is for God. And we will be, never be satisfied apart from God in this life. We will never be fulfilled apart from God in this life. We will never be in our purpose, our calling, our dream, our good life apart from God. Never. Because you were made by God and you're going to God, so your purpose is God. That's why so many people are frustrated because maybe they can't put their finger on it, they can't figure out what it is, but they know that there's something missing. And it's God. Now let's look over at Ecclesiastes 3 in verse 11. Now this is an awesome verse. Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 11. We're going to read it from the Amplified and we're going to pull it up here so you guys can see it. Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 11 in the Amplified version. Now if you don't have the Amplified, just look up here so we can read it together. Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 11, it says this in the Amplified. He has made everything beautiful in its time. And he also has planted eternity in men's hearts and minds. Notice what it says in the Amplified. He has put a divinely implanted sense of a purpose working through the ages which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. Every person on the planet has a divinely implanted sense of purpose working in their heart right now, saved or unsaved, Muslim, Christian, Buddhist, Jewish, gay or straight, female or male, doesn't matter what you are or where you came from, God has put a divinely implanted sense of purpose in your heart right now. Why are so many people frustrated in life? It's because they know that there's a divinely implanted sense of purpose and they don't know how to get there. There's not one person on the planet that's ever said, I would like to do nothing with my life. I would like to accomplish nothing. I want to be nothing. I want to be forgotten as soon as I die. Nobody's ever said that. Now, why haven't you said that? Because even the lowest person on the planet, the person who's dealing with the most depression, the most darkness, they even know that there's a divinely implanted sense of purpose in their life that they are made for more than where they're living at today. And you know what that sense of purpose is? God put it there. Every person on the planet... Every person who has ever lived and will ever live has a divinely implanted sense of purpose that God put in their heart when they were born. Every person. There's 7.2 billion people on the planet right now. Every person has a divinely implanted sense of purpose that God put in their heart. That they might not know it's God, but they know that they're made for more than where they're living. They know that there's something bigger than what they're living for. They know that they want to do something with their life. They know they want to make a difference. Now, where does that come from? That comes from God. And we see so many people try to do it without God. They do humanitarian work, which is not bad. They try to feed people. They try to clothe people. They want to give money to the environment. They want to make a difference. That's not bad. But where did that desire come from? It came from God. Because God put that divinely implanted purpose in your heart. He has put eternity in men's hearts and minds. 
and he put a divinely implanted sense of purpose. Just the sheer fact that you think about where am I going after this life is God. You know, animals don't think about that. Do you realize that? They don't think, you know, where am I going after this? Heaven or hell? You know, he, you know heaven's got to be, there's probably going to be dogs up there. You know, cats definitely don't go to heaven. They go to hell. That's, that's automatic. But other than those two categories, animals don't think like that because they're not made in the image and likeness of God. Why do human beings think like that? Where am I going after this? Because God put it there. And even the atheist that asked that question, where did that question come from? It came from God. Where am I going? What's the point? Where did I come from? God put, notice, eternity. Every man knows that there's eternity in men's hearts and minds. And he put a divinely implanted sense of purpose. Notice, working through the ages, which nothing under the sun, or we could say nothing in this world but God, alone can satisfy. So God has put that purpose in your heart. He's put that divine sense of purpose. Like I said, nobody says, you know what, I want to waste my life. I really like to waste my life. I just want to, I don't want to accomplish anything. I just want to be a nobody. Don't want to be a success. Don't want to make a difference in the world. Nobody says that. Why? Because God put that purpose in your heart. Now, you might be discouraged and want to say that, but deep down you know that you want to do something different with your life because there's purpose in there. And I love that it's not just for Christians that there's purpose in your heart. Every person on the planet, God put that seed of purpose in your heart and in your mind that notice one day you would seek after him and you would look for the greater purpose that you're called to live in. By you being here this morning, you're saying that you're looking for your purpose. You're not here by accident this morning either. And so we see that God has put this in our heart. He created us on purpose for a reason. And that's why so many people are frustrated. Whether they vocalize it or not, there's an internal frustration. There's a tugging at everybody's souls that they know that there's more than what they're living for. They know that they're made for more. Every person knows that. Every person knows that. Whether they admit it or not, that's a different question. But every person has that in their heart. They know that they were made for more. You know that you're made for just more than just the American dream. You're, you, you know you're more, made for more than just living in the suburbs or just having the nice job or having the nice family. You know that there's more than that. There's more than just making money. There's more than just working 30 years at a 9-to-5 job that you hate anyways just so you can get retirement and still do nothing with your life after that. You know that there's more than that, don't you? Now, we always don't admit that to each other, but we still know that. That is God tugging at your heart. God trying to talk to you. God trying to pursue you realizing that there is more purpose and there's more meaning in your life than just that. Those things aren't bad, but they're not the purpose you're here for. Now, they can help that purpose, but that's not the purpose you're here for. You're made for more. Are you guys getting something this morning so far? God put you here for a reason. Now, let's read in Acts 17. Let's look back over there. Acts 17. In verse, let's start in verse 26, Acts 17 and verse 26. So everyone's here by design and by plan. Maybe not your parents' plan, but it was God's plan. You're here. You're here for a reason. You know, just knowing that changes the way you wake up in the morning. Just knowing that, hey, my life's not an accident. I'm here on this planet. I might have not gotten here the best way. I might have not had people that love me in my life. But I'm here, and God planned that I would be here, and God designed that I'm here. So I'm here for a reason. So when you wake up every day, it's not I'm just going through the motions. I'm just living my life. I'm just existing. No, I have a purpose for being here on the planet right now in 2016. There's a reason I'm here. 
Now in Acts 17 and verse 26, it says, He has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth, and he has determined their pre-appointed times and boundaries of their dwellings, that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might find him, though he is not far from one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. Now, I'm going to talk about this for a moment. Now, we talked about you're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. It's in your heart right now. But God, beyond that, he even designed it and made it that you would live right now on purpose. That you would be in New Albany, Indiana on a Sunday morning in the end of July for a purpose. That's what it says. It says that God preordained the times that people would live. You know what? You don't live 100 years ago. Do you know that? You don't live 200 years ago. You don't live 500 years ago. Thank God we don't live 500 years ago. We don't live in Bible times. We live in 2016. Now, that's not an accident we live in 2016. God knew when we would be here, and he put you here on purpose, knowing that you could handle it if I put you in the world in 2016. Knowing that even though it's getting darker out there, I know that you can be the light in 2016. Even though it's getting rough, and I wish I lived 100 years ago or 200 years ago, no, God knew that the grace on your life was for 2016, not 100 years ago. Or he would have had you live 100 years ago. And let's not say, oh, I wish I was back in the Bible times. No, you don't. Heck no, I don't. I'm glad for my car. I'm glad for my cell phone. I'm glad for my air conditioning. Where's my organ at? I'm glad for... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to live back in Bible times. They were struggling. Did you read the Bible? They were having a messed up time. It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. I'm glad I live in 2016. I don't have the grace for Bible times. I don't have the grace for 100 years ago. But notice, everybody that's here right now, you have the grace for 2016. You're alive for a reason right now because he knew that you could handle it and he knew that he wanted you here in 2016 on purpose. Not on accident, on purpose. And notice he says he put even where people would live in his plan. He put where you would live in the plan. This is a big planet. I don't know if you realize that. Like I said, there's 7.2 billion people on the planet. You could be a lot of places this morning on this Sunday morning, 2016. You could be anywhere in the world right now. Why on earth are all of you in New Albany, Indiana at 4224 Mel Smith Road? In a church building on Sunday morning. Why are you here? It's not by accident. Why are you here? See, we don't think about that. You didn't just show up here on accident. God foreordained it that you would live here at this time. At this place to do something in this region for this time. On purpose. You don't live in another country. You don't live in another city. You live right here. And God knew you would live right here. And he chose that you would live right here for a purpose and for a reason. So even the place we live is on purpose. Some of you don't think about that. You think, well, I just moved here. It's just an accident. I didn't even mean to move here. But God got you here. You're here this morning. Why are you here? You could be at any, any place this morning. God preordained that you would be here. Because he knew that we needed each other. Somebody say amen in here. He knew that all of us in here needed each other. That's why we're here this morning. He knew that we were called for a reason, for a purpose, to do something in New Albany, but to do something in this region for a purpose. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen this morning. He knew that you would be here at this time, not in New York City, not in L.A., Not in Indianapolis, not in India, not in Africa, not in Europe. You're in New Albany, Indiana right now on purpose. Not an accident. You're thinking, well, my parents just moved here. They didn't even know God. 
Well, God still had a purpose even if they didn't know God. You're here, aren't you? How did we end up here? And if we went through everybody's stories, we would say, how in the world did we all end up at the same place? Most of us in here didn't always grow up in southern Indiana, or our families didn't. They came from all parts of not just this nation, but they came from Europe, they came from Africa, they came from India, they came from Asia, they came from all these countries originally. How did we end up here? On purpose. Are you picking up what I'm laying down this morning? So we're here on purpose. And notice God preordained that you would live in this time on purpose. But not just this time, in this city right now. In this region right now. He preordained that. Even if you don't feel like you heard from God, He heard for you and put you here for a reason. Even if you're like, well, I just moved here randomly and my parents and grandparents, they didn't know. God got you here, didn't he? And he knew ahead of time. And he put you in this time. Listen to the details of God. You're not an accident. To put you in this time, but in this place. For such a time as this. God preordained all that ahead of time. Because he had a plan. Notice, even if your parents didn't have a plan, your grandparents didn't have, have a plan, your aunts and uncles, your cousins, your family, your friends didn't have a plan, God had a plan for your life and for my life. And we ended up here on this Sunday morning. And he put you here in the right time, in the right place, for this time, on purpose. You guys okay this morning? So we're here on purpose, we're not here on accident. And let me tell you the first purpose you have, beyond any other purpose. Can we get Ecclesiastes 3.11 back up and let me read something. The first purpose you have beyond any other thing in your life is this. It says, a divinely implanted sense of purpose working through the ages, which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. Your first purpose... And being on this planet is a relationship with God. If you miss the first purpose, you miss everything else. (laughs) Other things in this can come and go. But if you miss the main thing and the first thing, you miss it all. Your number one purpose for breathing oxygen this morning is for God. Your number one reason for existing is a relationship with God. The God of the universe knew you would be here, planned that you would be here, designed that you would be here on purpose. And your number one purpose in life is a relationship with God, to know God. And the good news is that you can know God and he wants to be known. A lot of Christian people will almost imply that God is so far off he doesn't have time for you. God is on the opposite side of the universe. He just gave the world a spin and just said, all right, I'll be back later to pick this whole thing up. But notice God didn't do that. God God has a purpose and design, and he doesn't want to just be a God that's far off. He wants to be a God that's known, and God can be known. Don't let anybody lie to you that you can't hear from God and God can't be known. No, God can be known. And more importantly than that, he wants to know you more than you want to know him. He wants to talk to you more than you want to talk to him. He wants a relationship with you more than you want a relationship with him. But the thing about God is he's not going to push his way into your life. We have to give God access to our life. Now, he is God, but he set it up that we would have a free will and a free choice, that we could choose him, because that's what true love is. How many of you know if you make somebody love you, that's not real love anyways? That's a dictatorship. And you need to go to jail. God's not like that. God loves you, but he gave you a free will and a choice to love him back because that's true love. And God doesn't want us to love him or have a relationship with him because it's his idea. He wants us to have a relationship and love him because we want to. 
And let me tell you something about God. If you really know who the real God is and you really understand God, you want that with him. And that's our first priority. That's our first purpose. Notice, if we don't get the first thing, nothing else matters. The first purpose, purpose for you living today is that you know God, that you talk to God, is that you would have a relationship with God. And if you miss that, you miss everything else. That's the foundation that everything else stands on, that everything else in your life is built on, is a relationship with God. And he made it where we can have a relationship with him. We made it that he sent his son Jesus to die for us, to take our sins, that there wouldn't be a separation between us and God now. There's not. He's removed any barriers that could hinder our relationship with him. That all of us in here can have a relationship with God, can talk to God any day, whether we have sinned or not, whether we messed up hugely the night before. God does not care. He's removed all those barriers so we can have a relationship with him. So your first purpose is a relationship with God. Now, let's look over at Esther 4. Esther 4. I'm going to read there in a moment. But let me tell you about some of the other purposes we have. Some of the other purposes that God has given us. First of all, like I said, the number one purpose is a relationship with God. Now, that's where everything else in your life should flow out of, is a relationship with God. But it goes beyond that because everybody on the planet has a calling. Everyone on the planet has a purpose. Now, sometimes we misunderstand this, especially in the church world, and we feel like preachers and ministry people, worship leaders, they're the ones who are really doing a calling, really in the ministry, really in their purpose. But what I'm doing is not really that big a deal. And that's really an enemy that the, lie, that, that the enemy has sold to you. It's a lie that's been around for a long time that kind of like the preachers and teachers and ministry people, they're the really called purpose people. But everybody else who's just working a job outside of church, not so much. But that's not true. That's a big lie. And if the enemy can make you believe that, then you'll wake up every day feeling like, eh, it's not that big a deal because I don't really have a purpose or a calling. But you do. You have been called to do something great in your life. And some of our callings are to preach behind this pulpit, but some of our callings are to be in the business world. Some of our callings are to raise a family. Some of our, our callings are to make coffee. Some of our callings are to work at a factory. Some of our callings are to be painters. Some of our callings are to be musicians. Some of our callings are to be secretaries. Some of our callings are to be teachers and lawyers and dentists. And they're different than a preacher, but they're still callings. And there's still a purpose behind it. There's a purpose and a calling behind every person's life. Now, I want to mention this, but I know in the church world, especially, we talk about, and it's, it's not bad, we need to talk about changing the world. We need to change the world. We would all say, amen, we need to change the world. Because we realize what God laid out in the Bible is a big calling and a big purpose. It says, go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples of all the nations. And he says, pretty much go change the world. That's what he says. So all of us in here feel that pressure to be a world changer, which we need to be. But sometimes we could preach about it so much, which we need to, 
but we put it so far beyond where people actually live that you're just frustrated. And let me tell you why, because most of us in here are not going to be multi-multi-millionaires. Most of us in here are not going to be famous. Most of us in here aren't going to have crusades where we see hundreds of thousands of people being saved. And I know when I say, let's change the world, all of us are thinking about people like that. Those are world changers, not me. So if I don't make millions of dollars for the kingdom of God, then I'm insignificant. Or if I don't see hundreds of thousands of people saved, then my purpose and calling is not that big a deal. But that's not true. Because you need to understand, there are people that are called to be on that level. But that's not majority of us. God has called people in the body of Christ to be famous. He has called people in the body of Christ to be millionaires and billionaires and make money for the kingdom of God. He has called people to be able to fill arenas and see thousands and hundreds of thousands of people saved. And people in Africa, like Ryan Harnbaki, seeing millions of people saved. But that's not majority of people in the body of Christ. Now, we need those people, but we need you too. And I'm saying if we, if we talk about you know, being a world changer all the time and you, you feel like, well, that's these people and I'm down here, then you're going to live a frustrated life missing the calling and the purpose that's already on your life right now. That's why the Bible says don't compare yourself to other people. Because you're going to either go two extremes with that. You're going to look at people that you, you think aren't doing as much as you and get in pride. And then you're going to look at people doing way more than you're doing right now and get in depression. That's why he says don't compare yourselves. Because if they're doing something on that level, God has graced them to do that. But notice there's a grace on your life, even if it isn't on that level. There's a grace to do something in your life. There's a calling. There's a purpose. And let's not miss it. There's a big plan. I know when we say big plan, automatically that's just the way our, bra- our brains think. Our Western culture brains think. When we say big plan, we're thinking a lot of money, a lot of people, famous. But that's not majority of people. That's not majority of people. And God could have a big plan for your life and that not mean that you're going to be a famous person or reach thousands of people. But every person's life matters. So if you just reached a couple people in your life for God, that's big to God. If you just did what God called you to do and nobody even knew your name, that's a big plan to God. You know, we talk about changing the world, which that's what, notice, the whole church, not one person is supposed to do. The entire church is called to change the world. And there's about two billion of us. It's not on one person. But notice God hasn't necessarily called you personally to change the world. He's called you to change your world. Because that's only the thing that you have responsibility over is your world. He's not called you to change nations for God. He said your world. What's your world? Your friends? Your family? Your school? Your job, that's where you have purpose. And that's where he's called you to be for a reason, for a purpose. And you being the light at your job is just as much the purpose of God as seeing Reinhard Bonnke in Africa see two million people saved. Because you're doing your purpose just like he's doing his purpose. Are you getting something this morning? So we need to realize that God has called us to big things, but let's not think of big in the eyes of the world all the time. Now, there is going to be people that do big things like that. But what happens is we wait on those big events in our life to happen, and we miss all the things that could happen every day. Are you here this morning? We're thinking, hey, someday I'm going to, but you're at your job right now. You could do something right now. You know, I'm going to see, I'm going to see thousands of people saved in the future. Well, you got a couple people in your class you could talk to right now. 
I'm going to make millions of dollars for the kingdom of God. Well, you could tithe and give offerings right now, couldn't you? You have to start somewhere. And if we don't see our lives like this, then we'll miss that every day we have a purpose. Every day we wake up, there is a calling on our lives. Every day we wake up, there is a grace on our lives. Every day we wake up, there is anointing on your life to do something for God. Every day. Not on Sundays. Every day. And it's going to be different from all of us. Because we're in different parts of life. We work different places. We eat different places. We have different friends. We have different families. We have different callings. But it's all significant to God. So every day we have purpose. Because God has put a calling on your life. Now, I I felt this really strongly, and we're going to close in a minute here. It's only 11.30. You guys are okay. But if we don't think about this, we let our life pass us by. And then we look back and say, well, what happened? I had all these opportunities. I had all these things that God had given me. I was waiting on my big break. I was waiting on my big opportunity when God gives you opportunities every day. Now, let's be honest. We all know that every day of our lives, there's at least one time during the day that you can tell that God is nudging you to do something for him. Every day. You know that to be true. Don't lie to me in the church of God here. Every day. I know that for myself. Every day, there's at least one person who says, you should say this. I don't always say it. There's, there's at least one time every day you should pray for Every day, that is the calling and purpose of God. And I want to tell you this about your your job and and your schooling. I felt this really strongly because I know a lot of you are going back to school. A lot of you are getting a reality check on the world in general. you got to realize this, that we don't live in a Christian nation anymore. Yes, we do. No, you don't. You don't. We don't live in a Christian nation anymore. You need to understand that. We live in a, a Christian that a nation that is post-Christian. You need to realize that we aren't the majority anymore. And if we're going to conduct our lives like everybody knows God and loves God and it's going to be okay and it's just us four no more, we're going to miss the purpose and calling of God. Now, why did God call us to be in such a challenging time in the world? Well, he did it on purpose. He knew that you could handle it. He knew that you could be a light in a dark world. He knew that you were called for such a time as this. He knew that though the world seems like it's going crazy, that there's all these tragedies, that there's world events that are happening all the time, why did he put you here? Not to go hide from the world. Not to go to Idaho and make a bunker and wait for the apocalypse. No, that's not what he called you to do. He called you here for a purpose and for a reason to be a light in a dark world. And guess what? It's getting darker. Let's stop talking about that. God said it would happen. He said the world would get darker and darker. But how many know it shines brighter when it's dark? Come on now, somebody. And if it wasn't that dark, we wouldn't stand out that much. And though some of you are saying right now, man, I went back to school and it's darker than I remembered. Good, that means your light's going to shine brighter than it did before. And you're there for a purpose and for a reason. And it's not just to get good grades. And it's not just to get into college. You're there to be light in a dark world. And God put you there on purpose. And you can say, I'm just working this 9 to 5 job. And I don't want to talk to anybody because they're worldly and they're dark. You're missing the point. God puts you there for a reason to be light in a dark world, not to run from the world, but to run to Him. Are you getting something this morning? And notice, that was all set up by God. You think you just took that job. No, God set that up. You think, well, I just ended up at this school. No, God set that up. Well, you need to give God more credit. He set that up. So you can say, well, I don't like my job. I don't like my school. When you look at it through the eyes of purpose, it will change. 
you'll wake up and you'll be excited to go to work because you realize I'm here on purpose and I'm here on assignment. And God is here me with me and, he, and here with me. And he's called me to do something great at my school, at my job, in my neighborhood, with my friends, with my fr- family, with all these things I'm involved in. And it's all on purpose. You need to understand that your whole life should be lived on purpose. God has given you a purpose, but notice you have responsibility in this. He gave me a purpose, but now I have to live on purpose. How do you live on purpose? Well, what did we say? Number one, a relationship with him. But number two, you are called to change your world. Not the world your world. God has put you wherever you are in life on purpose. I tell you what, if we get revelation of this, if we get understanding of this, the frustration you have right now going to work will stop. The frustration you have right now going to school will stop. The frustration you have in your everyday life that there's more will stop when you realize that there's a purpose behind this. There's a calling behind this. God put me here for a reason. Are you guys getting something this morning? And I'm not here by accident. I'm not just here to make money and go home every day. Come on, are you, are you here this morning? I'm not just here to get a good retirement. I'm here on purpose. See, sometimes we don't see the significance of this. If you worked your job for 20, 30 years, but everybody knew, hey, if you need prayer, you go to them. If you want help, go to them. And you see people saved at your work, you see people healed at your work, that's a life of purpose. It's not just a life making money and retiring, that's a life on purpose. What if you raise godly children who did more in their lives than what you did? That's a life on purpose. Our world would say that's insignificant, but God thinks that's a big deal. So we need to realize not only that we have a purpose, but we need to live on purpose. And that's a choice. That's a choice. Esther 4.14, and we're going to close with this. Did you guys get something this morning? Esther 4.14. Esther 4.14, it says, For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. You have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And this is from the book of Esther. And we know about Esther is that she was born in the right time, in the right place. And God said, you're not here on accident, Esther. You're here on purpose. And I put you here, notice, to save her whole nation. To save a whole group of people. And God put her at the right time and the right place on purpose. And he says, it's not by accident that you came to the kingdom for such a time as this. Can I encourage you as we close this morning? It's not by accident that you came to New Albany for such a time as this. It's not by accident that you came to this region for such a time as this. It's not by accident that you're alive right now on the planet in 2016 for such a time as this. You're here on purpose and for purpose and to do something great for God. And apart from that, we will never be satisfied, we will never be filled, and we will continually be frustrated, irritated people that knows that they were made for more because they were. Your life is significant. Your life is important. Your life is valuable to God. And that's why you know you're made for more. 
You know it's bigger than money. You know it's bigger than houses. You know it's bigger than a car. Most of you know that by now. You know it's bigger than a retirement. Your life is for God. And your life is to do something great for God and change your world. If you see one person in your life changed because of your life, it was worth it. What if you saw five people? Would you be insignificant? No, because every person is important to God. I just want to encourage you this morning. We all need to change the way we're living here. Sometimes we lose sight of the purpose of God. We go through the motions because it's easy to. We wake up, we eat breakfast, we go to work, we come home, we hang out with the kids, we watch TV, we go to bed. And it just happens and happens and happens. And then 10 years goes by, 20 years goes by, 40 years goes by. And then we're retired now and we're wondering where our life went. And then we realize God had all those opportunities for me, but I wasn't living on purpose. God had all those plans for me, but I wasn't living a life on purpose. And I want to encourage you, even some of you who are older in here, maybe retired, you're here for a reason. This is not just a young person's message or a middle-aged person's message. This is for everybody. If you're breathing oxygen right now, it's for a reason. If your heart is beating right now, it's for a reason. It's for a purpose. And we need you. God's kingdom doesn't just need young people or old people. It needs everybody from every background, from every style, from every generation helping fulfill the plan of God. So let me tell you today, your life is on purpose. God has a purpose. And you are here right now for such a time as this. You're thinking, well, you know what? I've heard people preach that message before. And you know what? When they preach that message before... It was for such a time as that. And you know what? Ten years from now, it will be for such a time as that. Because you're here on purpose. Did you get something this morning? Well, let's close our eyes for a moment.